Marlo, you have to forgive yourself for spoilers. This is the Flix X Raid podcast, starting in five, four. Before we get started with this episode, we have a quick reminder for you. This year, on November 7th, we are participating for the second time in the Extra Life Charity event. For 24 straight hours, we will be streaming live as we play a tabletop RPG game. We decided to theme it on zombie survival because, you know, it's 2020. We'll be doing this to raise funds for the Alberta Children's Hospital Foundation. So to show support, find the link to our fundraising page on our website or on any one of our social media sites to donate. We look forward to seeing you all on November 7th. Hi, welcome to a very special of all the horror for Flix X-Raid. I'm your host, and uh, for this episode I will be a med student of sorts, Tony. And tonight I am joined by uh, Ryan, our uh, trust fund kid. Hola! And I am also joined uh, by Scott, from, uh, who's a flatliner from the, uh, the Writer's Bagel Basket. Uh, podcast. Yeah, I, I kind of want to do a bad Keith or Sutherland and be like, Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey. My dad uh, does orange juice commercials. <laughs> and uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, Flatliners remake from 2017. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Scott, why don't, we, why don't you uh, tell my audience where they can find your uh, podcast? Well, you can find my podcast wherever fine videotapes are sold. Um, I, I'm on uh, Stitcher, Apple, all of them. Basically, anywhere you go, I'm insured that you can find my podcast. Uh, it's called Writer's Bagel Basket. We do nostalgic TV and, and films and, you know, basically remembering stuff from our past that, you know, kind of sucks. <laughs> all right, cool. And uh, I take it you're on the socials? Oh, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. No one goes to the Facebook. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can also uh, find us on uh, Carrier Pigeon. Oh, excellent. What if that I'll was, look for that. What if that wasn't an app? I just made up an app. <laughs> That's the next app, Carrier, Carrier Pigeon. Pigeon. But it's spelled weird. Yeah. I still like the idea. We had a conversation a little while ago about uh, uh, put, putting out the podcast on, like, uh, wax rolls for phonographs. <laughs> I still think you should do that. I think I think I texted you the you should do your opener on wax roll. <laughs> Flex X Ray is brought to you by Uncle Thomas's Petroleum yeah, Jelly. Yeah, the, the Dr Pepper <laughs> Cure All. 
callback. Father and Farthing's hi- hi- hyperactive cream. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we get into talking about the movie, uh, have you got either of you guys had a near death experience? Yes. Start us off, Scott. Uh, I was. What if I just said yes and I didn't say anything else? <laughs> yes. I just I don't stand up and walk it. away. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, so I was four years old and uh, I didn't know how to swim. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's how I'll preface it. And my family, we went away for uh, a a getaway with a bunch of family friends. And one of the parents didn't know I didn't know how to swim and I didn't have floaties on. And she uh, brought me to the deep end and then her kid got hurt and she walked away and I just started going down. (laughs) And and like I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And then all of a sudden these two giant hands, which were my dad's, just pulls me out. And I'm like, (coughs) oh, my God, grab us this high. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like Ryan, it. what about yourself? Uh, no. Um, which is less interesting if I just say no and then walk away. Um, <laughs> the closest I have been to near death is, uh, unfortunately, I've had to put down creatures, unfortunately. Uh, so that's the closest near death I have been, I guess. That's literally being next to death. Yes. Uh, being the, ex- the, the executioner of said death, too. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. I, uh... I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of stories to get in of near-death experiences, and my wife constantly goes, you should be dead when I tell a lot of my stories. There's one point where I was at point of impact for a collision where uh, <laughs> we were going down a highway, and we were doing 100K uh, an hour, and we got hit by a guy doing 120K, T-boned, and I was at point of impact. Yeah, you should be dead. <laughs> but I didn't have a seatbelt on, so I just got knocked into the next seat. Oh, the irony. <laughs> Tony, usually that story ends with, and then I went through the windshield. Yeah. Or then, well, yeah, then because... I got expelled from the car. It, like, birthed me through the side door. Yeah, because the way this guy hit, we were in a van, and uh, he hit right over the rear tire because he just mistimed because it's, like, it's, where t- it's in uh, middle of nowhere, Manitoba, where two highways kind of intersect. And so he just mistimed it and caught the back end of our van and just sent us spinning 360, like, mm. whoop, 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 down the highway. And, uh, yeah, just instead of, like, going end over end, we actually managed to stay kind of on the road and right side up. Your car actually did the curly shuffle? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, down the highway. <laughs> I did get yeah, out, yeah. and uh, I did have some minor injuries from that, like whiplash. Um, there's that little piece of skin in your lip right above your two front teeth. I don't have that anymore because it got split. <laughs> and like They cut that now for kids, by the way. Yeah, so. well, mine got split in a car accident, so I walked out of the car. I got out of the car with paramedics and just started spitting up blood, and then I got rushed to a hospital. I didn't know that we could pick multiple ones because <laughs> I just picked the best one. <laughs> well, that is, that is uh, not my best one, but it's one of the ones I don't think I've told on the podcast before. The fact that I've you have about multiple the... is actually kind of more scary than anything. <laughs> Yeah. Especially since All you right. were with a group of med students who were trying to see if there's an afterlife. <laughs> yeah, it was like, just my hobby while I was like a kid, yeah. you know. Well, isn't your wife becoming a doctor? Yeah, she's a she's a med student now. Yep. So, which is why we have uh we actually have a phlebotomy kit in this house 
and a uh, practice stitching suturing kit. Oh, do you guys oh, get wow. like like sides of pig? Not yet, but don't tell her she can do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ryan, don't don't give ideas. <laughs> I I am. Have you guys found a drifter by the side of the uh, road? You know, it's fair game to cut him open I and see am, what's inside. Ho- I have horrible ideas all the goddamn time. And then Tony. Sometimes like, they're horribly brilliant. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. And I am a pretty bad word going. Ryan's like, this is a terrible idea, and I'm like, I love it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. I'm like, no. <laughs> All right, time for a synopsis and starring. Uh, Courtney is fascinated with the idea of the afterlife and begins conducting a risky medical experiment. However, the experiment goes horribly wrong, leading to equally horrifying consequences. This movie is directed by Niles Arden Oplov, and I'm hoping I said that right. <laughs> and it's starring. That sounds like a fake name, <laughs> right? Niles Arden Oplov. Uh, <laughs> totally a fake name. Is starring Ellen Page as Courtney. Diego Luna as Ray, Nina Dobrev as Marlo, James Norton as Jamie, uh, Kiersey Clemens as Sophia, and Kiefer Sutherland as Dr. Barry Wolfson. And with that, it's time for us to play a game. Dun, 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 dun. I want to play a game. Oh, it's a game. A game. Specifically tailored for each participant. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's have some fun. Ladies, start your enjeuns. I'm having a blast. This is the most fun I've had without lubricant. So you played recently a game with drums. So uh, Ryan knows how these games normally work. Uh, Essentially, we're going to be playing release year for movies about doctors. Uh, So I'm going to say a movie name. I'm going to give you three years, and you guys have to guess which year the movie came out in. Uh, I know you guys both have computers in front of you, so, you know, if your IMDb skills are up to par, you know, go for it. But try not to cheat if you can. All right. So I'm all about uh, the game, example, Tony. I'm all about the game. <laughs> and uh, the way this works is, well, I'm going to show you how this works with the first one. And I'm going to do the movie that we're talking about, which is Flatliners. So did Flatliners come out in 2016, 2017, or 2018? Ryan. Uh... I honestly can't remember, so I'm going to say 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Scott? It's 2017. That's correct. Way to go. You guys both get zero points. All right. The one I would have got a point on, too. Damn it. All right. So, uh, Scott, you're going to be starting us off. Frankenstein. Did it come out in 1930, 1931, or 1932? I think it's 1931. Ryan? I'm going to say 32. Ryan, you were alive back then. Like, what the hell, man? Scott's right, though. I it's could 31. not afford to go to the movies. <laughs> For a farthing? A whole yeah, hay penny? Exactly. <laughs> I had to buy some All right. beans. Did you trade a cow for them? Yes. <laughs> were they magic? No. <laughs> they were kidney beans. As in, they cost you a kidney? All right, number two. Contagion. Did it come out in 2011? 2012? Or 2013, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 2020. <laughs> Too dark, man. <laughs> 2011. <laughs> Scott gets the point. <laughs> Next up, Silence of the Lambs. Did it come out in 1990, 1991, or 1992? Scott. 1991. I will also say 91 on that. Woo! Ryan got a point, but so did Scott. <laughs> hey, at least I'm on the board. 
<laughs> All right, number four, the jacket. Did it come out in 2004, 2005, or 2006? It's a movie with Adrian Brody. Who goes? And Ryan, you're starting. Uh, sorry, what were the numbers again? 2005, 2006? 04 to 06. Uh, I'll go 2004. 04, okay. And Scott? I worked at a movie theater when this came out. Um, I think it was 2005. Scott is correct. Can you guys hear the sirens that just blew past my house? No. Okay, good. I was like, oh, I hope it's not on the audio. <laughs> it's like, no, next question. <laughs> Uh, all right, The Fly. This is the remake. Did it come out in 1984, 1985, or 1986? And uh, Scott, you're starting this one. This came out in 1986, the year I was born. I will also Ryan? say 86 because I thought it was 83. <laughs> so you're just like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I'll go off the confidence. Yep. All right, Arachnophobia. Did this come out in 1990, 1991, or 1992? And Ryan, you're starting. I will say 92. Scott. This was 1990, I think. Scott is correct. Currently hasn't missed one yet. Ryan, two points. Sweet. And I think I got them from what Scott said. It's called cheating. It's how you play the game. Get higher, right? <laughs> uh, no, because sometimes you have to go first. Yeah, you can't just write his coattails. Like, like half his points, <laughs> not a third. <laughs> All right, next up, number seven, The Invisible Man, 1932, 1933, or 1934. Scott. Oh God, this is the one that I probably don't know. I think this was 34. Ryan. Uh, I'm assuming this is not the remake then. 33. No. 33? Ryan got a point on that one. Scott didn't. God damn you, Claude Rains. <laughs> Next up, The Haunting. This is the remake with Owen Wilson where he says, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did it come out in 1997, 1998, or 1999? Ryan. Oh, 97. Scott. This was 99. Scott is correct. I only know this because it was the resurgence of Liam Neeson. Like, he had Star Wars and that the same year. Ah, and Darkman was before that. <laughs> yes. The Autopsy of Jane Doe, number nine. Did it come out in 2014, 2015, or 2016? Scott, you're starting. Is this one of your weird Canada movies? Um, no, this was just a uh, indie horror film. What were the years again? Uh, 2014, 15, or 16? 14 to uh, 16. I'm just going to throw something against the wall. I'm going to say 2015. Ryan. 2014. You're both wrong. It was 2016. Oh, also, cool. this movie's fucked up, and it's really worth a watch. <laughs> Going back to something a little, a little culty, uh, but you know. Reanimator. Did it come out in 1985, 1986, or 1987? Ryan. I'll go 85. Scott. I think this was also 86. This was 85. Damn. Damn you, Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> All right, and the final one, Scott is up by three points. So, you know, Ryan, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. 
Did it come out in 1931, 1932, or 1933? And Scott, you're starting this round. Um, 32. Ryan? I will say 31. Ryan gets the point. Sweet! Because it was 31, uh, but Scott still wins by uh, two points. So if you were in studio with us, you'd be uh, wearing the Pretty Pretty Princess crown, but instead you nice. just get the title of being Pretty Pretty Princess. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, I'm a princess. Whoa. I was like... <laughs> Finally, <laughs> just like my what mom I always wanted. Said it was. <laughs> I want adventure. <laughs> I want adventure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into talking about flatliners. Uh, Scott, since you just no. won that game, <laughs> uh, why don't you give us a two sentence impression of the 2017 flatliners? Fair and meh. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I would say not as good as the first one, which is saying something. All right, fair enough. So I know uh, while we were doing your show, we talked a little bit about this movie, but I kind of want to start off by saying the the main thing I want to get off off my chest is the fact that Kiefer Sutherland doesn't reprise his role makes me very frustrated. Yep. He's playing Brian Cox from Rushmore in this movie, right? It's like yeah. I feel like it's such a missed opportunity. You just had to name the character the same. Yeah, that's all you had to do. And maybe put in like a scar on his face where like, he got cut. Yeah, nothing major. And it it I just feel like it would have like gone from this being a remake to a sequel because other than the fact that it's like essentially the same idea, like there's nothing about this that's a remake. Well, and the wiggy wig wig on Kiefer too. Yeah. The, like, the thing too that is on this is is like it like what happened is it was interesting on this one where in the other one the consequences were very apparent where it almost seemed like in this one the consequences like they got the the high and the rush which I kind of see as being them being um med students slash doctors non-residents doctors um that they were like chasing gonna be chasing that high especially like if it enabled them to um become better at school like fight off the edge like that was the i guess the driving force more than the um the information they were actually going to gain from it they were actually looking basically or they were trying to get superpowers where is which I found kind of weird, but like it was more, it was on point, but also like we didn't find out like the actual consequences of this for a long time into the movie of how like bad shit was going to happen. Right. Yeah. An hour and 30 minutes is when we discover it. Yeah. Like, it took a lot this... longer, which I almost kind of prefer because it, it took a lot more time in its setup than uh, the original did, but it's still like, it's like one of those things where I definitely was like, is this still going? What is going on at times? Also, they get super horny. <laughs> like, like I guess dying coming back makes you incredibly horny because Ellen Page and Kiersey Clemens just get basically want to have sex. And Nina Dovez. Nope, Nina Dovez. Oh, yeah, I totally, yep. I totally forgot because her character is so unmemorable. Also, right? I found that like their sins were not. I don't know. Um, 
it was I mean yeah, I agree with Ryan like a hundred percent. It's not that bad. I, I would say that Marlowe's sin was the worst because she literally committed a crime. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then like and then uh, um, what's her name's with how she Kiersey fucked Clemens? up that person's life. Like I think nowadays it it means more with like Facebook and and social media and stuff. Like I think that would have the longest lasting effect on someone else's life. And also, but then she forces that person to to accept her apology. I know that resolution was was like that was the shittiest resolution of all of them. <laughs> and I get it; like she was supposed to be the Kevin Bacon esque, you know, story arc. I have a cheat sheet for that uh, with who they all represent. <laughs> um, so Ellen Page is supposed to be Julia Roberts, but they make you think she's Kiefer. Um, Jamie, of course, is Billy Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Marlo is Kiefer. Sophia is Kevin Bacon. And Ray is Oliver Platt. But this time they give Oliver Platt something to do. I actually preferred that. I think that was like my biggest problem with the original is I, I found Oliver Platt's character to be super flat and boring and almost useless. It's like he was a superfluous character, even though he's like the voice of reason. He was a shitty voice of reason. Whereas I felt and like Ray's the only one who can save them. Like he's the yeah, one who he's flat actually, out saves them. He's every kind single. of half Kevin Bacon, half um, Oliver Platt. Yeah, which I think is a better character design. Yes, because I think that was like my biggest problem with the original Flatliners was the fact that Oliver Platt was so flat that I'm like, why are you here? Why why do these people hang out with you? It's because their mom told them to hang out with them. Like, hey, if you're going out, take your little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Also, okay, so Diego Luna, what I loved with his character is that they they clearly casted him and they're like, oh, he's like 10 years older than everyone else. How are we going to explain this? And it's like, oh, I went to, I, I was a firefighter. Also, I was a firefighter so for a decade. The problem with, one of the, my issues with this was, uh, so right in the beginning where he's trying to save that person and then there, and then Ellen Page comes in is like, let the real doctors do their work. And I'm like, oh, okay, so she's actually like a full resident doctor. And then, no, no, she's not. <laughs> you mean Nina Dobev? No. Uh, um, Ellen, Ellen Page. So right near the beginning when yeah. you in- are introduced to, um, what was it, Ray? What was his name? Yes. Yeah. Like when remember how he's like going to do, they're they're doing it and Ellen Page and one of the orderly comes in and she's like let a real doctor deal with this. And I'm like so when I thought I'm like okay so Ellen Page's character is a real doctor in this. Like or I guess let me rephrase that is a full-fledged doctor. Right? The others are students yeah. and then it's and then like you see her in the library and it's like okay so yeah she's maybe boning up and then you find out no she's actually just you know she's working on her internship and all that kind of stuff and i'm like so she's really arrogant or they like changed what her character was and didn't change that scene i th- i found that really confusing because it would have been really interesting i thought to in the in the death and experiment have a full-fledged doctor is why she's doing this is because she's seen so much death in her career yeah i think that would yeah, have added so- a good twist to it too what what I hated the most with Ellen Page was the movie opens up. So she's supposed to be Julia Roberts and it shows her sin right away that she basically, she caused a car accident 
And it's not her fault because a, a tractor stopped in the middle of, I guess, a bridge. Yeah, but she, she was just... looking at her phone, right? Kind of like the way she was looking at her phone was not actually looking at her phone. It was she like pressed a button. So I'm assuming that she was listening to a podcast. Maybe this one. Maybe yep. writers. Oh, Paper totally. Basket. Yeah, yeah. And who she knows. Yeah, and she was trying to get to the next podcast. She looked it down for like five seconds, and then, you know, that was it. She wasn't like dicking around on her phone. She was just trying to find which one of our Willy Wonka episodes she wanted to listen to. Yeah, but shit can happen that fast. Um, I was in a car accident, not the one I talked about earlier. Uh, <laughs> this is a different near-death experience. It actually is, all right? Um, so uh, I was driving on uh, on the highway in that goes through the city uh, where we live, and I was com- and it was kind of like raining out, and it was slick, and it was St. Patrick's Day, which is only semi-important. But anyway, so it was like kind of like raining and it was kind of cold. So the road was kind of slick. And I came over this hill crest and there was a guy who had to slam on his brakes because someone else in front of him slammed on their brakes. And because I was in the middle of switching my wipers to a more intense setting, I didn't see it in time. And just from me switching my wipers was enough time for me to just slam into the back of this dude. Jesus. So, you know, it's like I kind of go any distraction on a road could be that moment. But I didn't like that they showed it in the very beginning where with Julia Roberts, they slow burn it. I I thought opening, you know, so you know that she's guilty. I didn't think that was the right thing to do. I agree because I feel like if we'd seen her kind of pseudo recruiting people, uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have known what she was doing. You know, and when the reveal happens later that she was like doing this just so she could talk to her sister, like it, 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 yeah. it, did, it lost its luster. And also the the fact that like she dies, she clearly didn't want to be making this movie, and she's like, "No, I kill my character at the hour and twenty mark." I actually kind of prefer that because I feel like it makes the stakes a little higher. Yeah, but then don't bill her first. Yeah. Yeah, but I've seen other movies that do that. Oh, all the look, time. it's uh, what was it? Scream. Sigourney. We- uh, no, not Sigourney Weaver. Um, fuck. In ex- in Scream, Drew Barrymore yep. and Executive Decision. It's um. Oh, uh, Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. Thank you. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver is Steven Seagal. Uh, it would have been better. But it, it happens all the time where like someone will get billed higher even though they die really early. But it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, I kind of liked that they killed Ellen Page off, and I really wish they would have killed one other character off as well. Uh, just to really amp those stakes up a little bit yeah. more. They should have let Marlo die. Yeah, I think Marlo would have been the Marlo next should have died. Like, not when she went back, but, like, she should have died in the car accident or something yeah. when she was being haunted. And then have, like, Kiersey Clemens really, like, have that rush, and she's the one that they have to bring back a second time. And then you're just left with, yeah. like, Diego Luna, James Norton, and Kiersey Clemens. And I think, like, it would have been a much stronger, like, it, it just would have so built So you're saying the kill the mainstream actors and let the indie actors yep. live. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's how the indie but, actors yeah. become mainstream actors. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it yet on the podcast, but I before we started recording, the... 
Kiersey Clemens, her sex scene with James Norton is the weirdest out of left field. And I'm like, what the hell? That I think that whole scene, they're like, how do we get it so that she's naked on social media? That like that's all that was. That's the only thing I can think of is, which is weird, um, because like this like. Why we, do you think for social media? Because that's like, why she, is that your goat? Because that's what she. Because she got shamed. She, that's that's how she was shamed. The other girl. Oh, okay. Right. See, I just think like it's one of those things where with Kiersey Clemens' character and the the dynamic she has with her mother, I can kind of understand why she when she has the near death experience and she comes back, I can kind of understand that like the one thing that she's regretting or like her near death experience showed her is that she's not experiencing life to the fullest. Yeah, you know, so yeah, the I fact that she wants to have sex, I guarantee. She spent years then, just having like. Then low she should have went to the boat, Tony. She should have well, went to the and boat. That would have been a better, I think, a better, or better is probably the wrong word. A, a more interesting arc than because she shamed that one girl, and then she's like, "You have to apologize. You have to accept my apology." And she's like, "Okay." It was like, "What the hell? That that was? What do you no like that?" Oh. Actually, I think the boat, yeah. like, we're, we're almost rewriting this at this point. I think the boat, going back to the boat would have been a better scene because you wouldn't have seen her having the fallout with her mother, which who gives a fuck about that? But you could have had him be haunted while having sex with her and her seeing, you know, have him a baby dealing cry. with it. And it. Well, not even her <laughs> hearing the baby cry because they all experience it on their own, which is what we see in the first movie. But you could have had a moment like you did with the truck scene with Kevin Bacon and Kiefer in the first one, but you could have had it on a boat. Yeah, Kevin yep. Bacon having sex on a boat. <laughs> Wait, that's not where that's, you're that's, going, right? That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryan, that's exactly where I'm going. Thanks for reading my mind. Awesome. That's the that's the real dream. <laughs> we uh, actually they go to the boat, and then for no reason whatsoever, the characters are like just Kiefer Sutherland and Kevin Bacon having sex, pretending to be the other characters. For no reason, <laughs> no one asks. <laughs> the mother character was too over the top. Why couldn't they just keep? Sophia like the Kevin Bacon role and like I I don't know just she clearly did what she did because her mother was pressuring her and that wasn't necessary like yeah just I, have her bu- cyber bully I kind of like that they gave like the badassness of the uh Kevin Bacon role because like I found Kevin Bacon's character was the most developed in the original and I kind of like that they split his elements amongst the two characters because they gave his like I'm uh I'm on the edge. I'm an extremist kind of worldview to the uh uh and I'm gonna rappel out of my own apartment or my own uh, dorm room. Yeah, they kind of gave that a concept to Diego as opposed to just having him being like, guys, I don't know if we should be doing this. Right. Yeah. And then they gave I I just kind of I like what the, they did with more the characters more in this one than I did with the original. But well, this movie's liked- not better in any regards. <laughs> I would have liked this movie a lot more if it just ended with like a spaceship coming down and and Alan Tudyk robot came out from Rogue One and was like, "Get in! <laughs> we have to go save the galaxy." <laughs> like Diego Luna is usually the the best thing in most movies. So true. It's really not surprising that his character is the you know the only good thing about this movie. <laughs> Can we also talk about the fact that, like, one of the weird parts is in the original, Kiefer Sutherland was just coming off of his fame for The Lost Boys, and in this, Nina Dobrev is coming off of her fame from Vampire Diaries. 
yeah, that I don't think that was an accident. They did that on purpose because originally they wanted Kristen Stewart as Marlo. So they were trying to get vampire folk. Yeah, but I think that fame would have actually backfired, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I feel that more people would have gone to see this movie if Kristen Stewart was in it. But no one saw Charlie's Angel, so I could be talking down my ass. Oh, right. They made well, that's because her Angels star movie. is like burnt out. Her star has burnt out hard. Oh, well, it's a shame. I'm almost sad. Almost. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I actually don't mind Kristen Stewart in some of her roles, like Adventureland and um, Oh, that one American where she played Ultra. a mannequin. That was really good. Or, never mind. Well, yeah. Sorry. That's where a mannequin played her. That one was really good. <laughs> you mean Zathura? Exactly. <laughs> she she's good in the the indie films that she does, like Clouds of Silsmarie and uh, Personal Shopper. She's really good in those. Oh, hundred percent. I just feel like you know. But anyway, that I think the casting either way would have been about the same result on either one of these girls to play that role of Marlo. Yeah, and also my point was that they clearly just wanted someone who's been in, associated with vampires. Like, they were five seconds away from getting Sarah Michelle Gellar, and you know it. <laughs> probably. She probably, like, denied it first. <clears throat> She's like, you know, I can't play a teenager anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, I can't do that. I gotta do that Buffy uh, reunion. I'm for a... <laughs> I have to go play Daphne. I'll be right back. Yeah, I mean, this one was just so boring. The last one, at least, like, had the 90s cheese to it. This one was just so boring. It was it was rough, and like I said, there's elements of it that I liked, but like I feel like a mix of the two would. Ryan said it best in the uh, in your show, uh, where it's like if we could merge the two, you'd have a phenomenal movie. Yeah, the rewiring of the brain. I was like, they clearly did that because the year before Arrival was huge. Like, yeah, the the right? they wanted to, and that's the thing is, is it's like we're trying to get superpowers. Or, wow, that was the the result, and it was just one of those things where I was just confused. Like, I could understand the high afterwards, but it was like, you're, you know, how are you getting more superpowers because you're dead? Um, Courtney murdered a child, and the film is okay with this. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, she killed a kid. Like, she did not do her, her due diligence to go back and try and save that child. Well, neither the guy pulling her out. Yeah. He's like, okay, just get, get, calm down, Juno. Yeah. She's like, no, we have to go back for my sister. He's like, shush, 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 shush. I'm the hero here. <laughs> man talking, sweetheart. <laughs> she got mansplained. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. My sister's down there. No, I didn't see a kid down there. Sorry, sweetheart. I think it's in your imagination. I've seen iRobot, so I know that the the reality of you, her making it, is slim to none. So, <laughs> hi, Max. the dog said it. Yeah, the dog said it. He is hi, ex- Max. He is extremely upset about talking about this movie. Also, I'm, not <laughs> I'm also not paying it. This movie just further proves that PG-13 horror only works in a quiet place, right? All right, I think it's time for us to play game number two. The price is wrong, bitch. Show me the money. Show me the money! Now you've had enough. I know Ryan's mic is muted, but I guarantee he's singing the theme song to himself. (laughs) 
Yeah, so... <laughs> Alright, so the way this works is I have a bunch of numeric categories, and I'm going to get you guys to try and guess what they are, price is right style. So, uh, that means closest without going over gets the point. If you get a bang on, it's worth double points. And if you guys are both over, we switch who started the round, and uh, we go again. Um, so... Nor as per usual, we're going to start off with the budget. Now, Scott, you currently hold the title of Pretty Pretty Princess, so you're going to go first. So what do you think the budget for this movie is in millions, not thousands? The overall or what it made at the box office? This is the budget, so what it cost. Okay, I'm going to go with Sony. Sony. So I'm going to say the budget was probably... 35 mil? We got a 35. Ryan? And this is in millions, not thousands, I'm assuming. In millions, not thousands. I am going to say 55. 55. Well, you guys are both over. Oh, wow. It's less than 35. So, Ryan, starting the round again, what do you think it is less than 35? 23. Scott? 17 mil. Scott takes the first point in this game because it was $19 million. Mm -hmm. That's pretty low. I guess they didn't have uh, Kiefer Sutherland, didn't need all that uh, hookers and blow and all that stuff. Yeah, he's right, he's been clean. He's clean. <laughs> that's, that's why it costs less. <laughs> all right, next up, what do you guys think this made in domestic box office? Scott, you're starting. Domestic box office. I'm going to go with... 5.6 mil. 5.6 mil. All right. And uh, Ryan? I'm going to go 20 mil because I think this actually did better than it had any right to. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Scott takes the point. You were closer, but it is 16.8 uh, mil. Oh, wow. Uh, this film did get a foreign release, though. So what do you guys think it made in foreign box office? So this is anywhere outside of North America. Ryan, okay. you're starting this round. Millions, not thousands. In millions converted to U.S. dollars. Uh, I'll go 13. One, three. Scott? I think that's way too bad. I'm, I'm going to say 4.5. Ryan takes the point because it was actually 28.2. That is way too much. The world is a big that's place. That's 28.2. So... Oddly enough, this movie actually made money. It has a net profit of $26.1 million. It's because Kiefer Sutherland was clean. <laughs> they saved money on Kiefer. <laughs> All right, so uh, next category. Scott, you're starting us off. What do you think it made in its domestic opening weekend? Domestic opening weekend. Yeah, so its entire uh, was 16.8. What do you think of that 16 it made opening weekend? I think it probably only made about three mil. Three mil? Ryan? Yeah. I'm going to say six mil. <clears throat> Ryan gets double points because it was 6.5. Oh, wow. I usually count it as the first one, so uh, Ryan taking the lead there. <clears throat> now for the fun one. It's time for the Tottenhamado ratings. So, Ryan, what do you think the critic rating for this film is on Tottenhamados? 35%. 35? Scott? 17%. 17? Well, we're going to be starting over because you're both over. Whoa. Oh. It's less than 17 from the critics. Okay. Scott? 12%. Ryan? I'm going to go 
You guys are still both over. Less than Darcy like this movie? (laughs) Ryan, less than 12. Oh, nine. Scott, six. You guys are still both over. Wait, what? (laughs) It is less than 6%. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jesus. Scott. (laughs) Three. Ryan. Uh, five. Scott takes it because it was four oh, percent. I almost said four <laughs> percent. So the critics gave it a four percent. All right, so you guys are tied up. Final category: the Tottenham Tomato audience rating. This is a percentage. Uh, Ryan, you're starting us off. I'll do thirty-five percent. Scott, I'm gonna go with seventeen. Scott takes it because it was 33%. But not surprising. Man, that was really (laughs) rough on the critics, though. Right? I saw that last night, and I was like, oh, my God. Because I usually try to grab the percentages the night before because they do sometimes fluctuate a little bit. (laughs) Was it, though? Was it rough? Eh. (laughs) No. Was it pretty accurate? Yeah. Eh, Yeah. I'm actually surprised it made money, though. Normally you see a thing like this and it's just like it absolutely like lost money. You know, but like the worldwide <laughs> release, like you look at the population size, you know, there's a greater chance you can. That's fair. <laughs> I'll give you that one. So what do you, do you guys think about the uh, effects of when they went to the afterlife? This like blue pink or blue cyan magenta like phase shifting. You mean the lawnmower man? (laughs) Felt like the damn lawnmower man. (laughs) Yeah, it basically is like, hey, um, computers are way better than they were when we did the first movie, so let's use that shit. You mean not just a bunch of really random artistic shots that if you just watch those, you'd be like, what fucking art film am I watching? Or drug trip. This was closer to a drug trip. Yeah, this felt this was a drug trip. It's true. I'm not going to lie. Like like I said, there's elements of this I liked, none of which being the acting, but it's like I really wish we could have taken the original and then add in the element that like they gain superpowers, right? Like or like the they're suddenly like more intelligent, their brains working better. I really liked that aspect because it gave like a why you would want to kill yourself. In the first one it was just like Okay, cool. You guys proved that you could die. You repeated the experiment. After the second guy does it, why the fuck did they continue? Well, Kevin Bacon wanted to be the control because he didn't believe them. So after, but after the third one, and then Julia Roberts was like, "No, I need to talk to my dad." Basically. Yeah. So like that one actually made more sense. Well, in that context, that one made sense. Whereas in this one, it's like you guys are getting high, and you're becoming smarter and that's was kind of the motivation for the other ones, which makes sense being college or not college students, but but like medical, uh, people who are, you know, fighting to get, uh, uh, become doctors. So. Yeah. Well, Kersey Clemens was like, everyone else is doing it. I want to have fun in the hail. (laughs) There's a hail fight in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. That one was. Yeah. They obviously don't actually normally get hail, because hail does not work like that. 
Yeah, and if it was coming down like that, you would not be able to stand. Like, if it was that much on the ground, you would not be able to stand in it because it would damage you. Coming from Once people again, who live in an area where we get hail so bad that it actually damages houses. It actually, we have yeah. uh, North American records for how what our dam- our hail is like. Last month, we had a hailstorm uh, just outside of the city that was dropping um, tennis ball size hail. Total insurance Oof. claims is in the billions now. Oof a doof. So it's like we wa- I watched that scene. I'm like, you would not fucking do that. No. You would be fucked. You would. Your head would hurt so goddamn much. You would. Yeah. You, yeah. You're getting fired at with bullets, basically. And Even it, like little guys, it feels like you're getting hit by like yep. fucking BB guns. Yep. Well, and if you look at the volume on the ground, that was such that they could like throw it at each other. That means like the volume that would have to come down would just you would not be able to see in the street. <laughs> right. But that... Here's a weird fun fact that I know. So the area we live in gets hit with hail so bad that we actually have a fleet of planes that go up into the clouds when a uh, suspected storm is rolling in, and they salt the clouds to break up the hail. <laughs> that is insane. That is... Really? Yeah. Yep. Like I say, in uh, North America, we have set records. It's because we live in this weird convergence of where... Um, the weather pattern from the Pacific coast meets with the weather pattern from the Arctic Circle, and we live on that kind of cross-section. And it's also a valley, so we get weird highs and low pressures in weird random ways. That is insane. Yeah. If we were farther south, we'd be considered uh, we would be a desert, but because of how north we are and we get the Arctic like rainstorms, it's like we actually have vegetation. It's really fucked. All right. <laughs> right? But anyway, yeah, that hail scene, it's like watching that, I'm like, you people are fucking idiots, and I've never actually seen hail. <laughs> but that's also like with the like chest compressions. Like It's one of those weird things that if you don't know that, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. But it was also well, a useless scene. At least with this one, they actually comment on the fact of like the chest compressions, which, by the way... I had a problem with of the fact that Diego comes running in and he's like, you're not strong enough. I was like, she's got at this point where she is in her medical rotation. She should know how to do goddamn CPR. Yeah. Yeah. Also like they justify it later with that dialogue that, that he was a firefighter. So that leads us to believe he was an EMT. So he was in the field and he knows what right and wrong looks like. But they don't explain that right away, so he just looks like a misogynist. Also, right? they're doing chest compressions on a cushioned surface. Yeah, you need to put her on yeah. a backboard. Yeah, <laughs> like it's one of those things, you're not strong enough. Also, we're, this isn't going to fucking work regardless. Like, if, even if they were able to do it right, it's like, yo, you're on a cushioned surface, you're pushing her whole body up and down. <laughs> like, not, you're Yeah, not, you're doing jack shit. You're doing jack Anyways, but same thing with also, like, with the first one is, it's a PG-13 movie. Uh, those bras, at least the one was a sports bra, I think. So I don't think it had an underwire. Yeah, they, they were all they in were sports bras. They were all in sports bras, okay. Because I'm like, yo, yeah, no, if it's got an underwire, that... Uh, that that's uh, killing you. Yeah, that's killing you. That defibrillator, you are going to have big burn marks. 
Yeah, you're gonna have a big burn at, mark right under your titties. At at the very end, Nina Dobrev, hers was a regular bra, because she just wanted to die. <laughs> at that point, it's like you just let her. Like, yeah. well, they're doctors; they're not supposed to just let her. <laughs> right. Also, they would have got caught. This film should have ended with them getting caught, her dying, and then they all go to prison. Yeah, you know, that would have been a better ending. Other than just taking a shot for somebody who died. It would be like the say anything ending. (laughs) You know what I would have liked? So we have that one scene where they're trying to get Ellen Page's phone after she's died. I would have liked if they had video evidence. Hey, why were you in the morgue? Well, yeah, and they clearly uh, say that there's security cameras all over the place. So, you know, especially since, I, you know what? And it would have been one of those ones where it's like, she's already admitted to being in the morning and falsifying information. <laughs> also, when when they escape the basement level and they, they crash through the, the gate, um, those security guards, they have to go back to that facility every day for class. They're going to know that that minicoop. Yep. Like. Also, yeah. And so the funny thing is, is I'm like, they would have written down the license plate. And then at the next scene when she takes off, uh, she Wait, doesn't have down. a license plate. They would have had a fucking repertoire. It doesn't have a license plate either. So that's either her being smart and just risking the fact of not having a license plate. Or like, because like realistically... For her to be able to park in that parkade, she would have had to have a visitor pass, which means she would have had to register her car yep. with, like, the security desk. And it's not so like... Yes, because she's a student. Yeah. <laughs> also, she's a student with a BMW Mini. Like, I doubt a lot of the students have a BMW Mini. I don't think you understand how much money you actually need to become a doctor. No, I know that. But what I mean is, is like, the you know, it's it's... Um, it was kind of like the joke with the bumper stickers on the Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, you'd never yeah. put a bumper sticker on a Mercedes. But it is like, like it's, it's. Her car did not seem the common car, especially but now. Obviously, they probably did that so you could tell which car was hers when they're, uh, when when they had to go back in when she was killing herself. But it was one of those things where it's like, you know. If everybody in the room in had minis, it would be easier to be like, oh, yeah, no, she was able to get away. No, these fucking guards were probably keeping an eye out because not only they're, you know, in areas they shouldn't be, but they destroyed property. <laughs> also, she's the only car that has suicide doors. <laughs> For no apparent reason. No apparent well, reason. Even the movie, yes, apparent reason. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, four, four. No, actually, we didn't. <laughs> Wait, see the is car that foreshadowing? Out. No, because it already happened. They, the getaway happened after they had killed themselves. We hadn't seen the car, or did we? I don't remember. Wait, wait. So that that brings up a question: Is it suicide if they're wanting to kill themselves but be brought back? No, that that would be death by misadventure. Yeah. Okay, so like you know, when you accidentally auto asphyxiate, yes, while masturbating. Yeah. Full David Carradine. <laughs> Carradineing the crap out of it. However, it could yep. be construed as um, m- murder in the second degree for assisting. That's true. Yeah, poor Diego Luna would have got so yeah. fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think uh, out of that, Diego and um, I just blanked on her name, uh, 
Kirsty Clemens. Yeah, they would have been fucked. Whereas I'm pretty sure Nina and James would have been fine. Because <laughs> dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. yeah, the rich kids. Also, the fact that James like he his arc ends with him finding out that he knocked up a girl who he was supposed to take to Planned Parenthood to take care of said problem. And she doesn't, and she has a kid. And then he thinks that he can just mosey back into her life and raise the kid. Because his last dialogue is like, yeah, I'm going to stay here and raise my child. She's not going to let you, asshole. And also, that doesn't mean you were a good parent. And, you know, like, and that was another one of those shitty resolutions. It's like, what are you, you kind of just dropped that, but didn't actually resolve any of it. Now, obviously, it would take some time, but it's like. She looked like she had nothing, wanted nothing to do with him. Um, and maybe she would allow him to assist her in, like, financially. Financially, but, yeah. like, I would not blame her at all for being like, no, fuck off. Actually, if she I even wanted financial assistance from him, she could have gotten it. Yeah. Because he said she was a waitress at the his family's country club. Which means either A, she was getting final financial assistance from his parents and he had no fucking idea, yep. which I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. They probably just threw money at the problem. You make it go away, so yeah. Yeah, or... Silence. Yeah, or she really, after like that incident with him, she doesn't want his financial help or wants him in the life at all. Yeah. That sounds like more of the answer yeah. right there. <laughs> also, like... I love the kids. Like, who's that man who looks exactly like me? (laughs) Who's that man who has blonde hair and blue eyes like myself? And I don't have a dad. Who's this guy? Is he my daddy? Is he the mailman you kept telling me about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. What if if he was more like... Because he's clearly the Billy Baldwin. Um... What if he had more of those problems? Because he's very promiscuous. What if, like, it wasn't just her he got pregnant? Like, the movie ends with Kiersey Clemens, like, uh oh. And. Well, and that would, I think that would have been a more interesting arc. Of, especially since. He's just super potent. Yeah, just be like that, (laughs) that, what was that door to door salesman who they think has over 100 illegitimate kids? Oh, yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, across like all of the U.S. Yeah. or whatever. Because he looked like, like some celebrity. I'm guessing this is from like back in the 1950s and 60s. Yeah, or? yeah he looked like yeah. some famous celebrity, and he was a door-to-door salesman of like vacuums or dictionaries or who the hell knows what. You look like a young Paul yeah, Newman. Yeah, and and then he said like he's like I got laid all the time, and uh, which and then he's like, yeah, and I didn't use protection because it was the fifties, and it's like, uh, what? <laughs> well, actually, that would be an interesting arc too, is if he starts going back and finds out he has a bunch of illegitimate kids, and his dad's just been paying them off. Oh yeah, we're going broke, Jamie. Please, yeah, stop. Put the dick Get away. Cover your gator, or we'll regret it later. <laughs> Don't be silly, Jamie. Rap please. Get a vasectomy. Get a vasectomy. Yeah. Either you get a vasectomy or I'm chopping it off. (laughs) You're a doctor. We know how to do this. That's why he has to become a doctor. (laughs) I got to do this with a mirror. This is going to be awkward. Snip, snip, motherfucker. Snip, snip. 
All right, so I think it's time for us to play game number three. All right, so it's time for us to play the Awesome Lodge Word Game. Excellent! Why are you saying, oh, God, Ryan? You don't have to do what I do. Oh, I know, but it's just as bad for me on this side. Well, you do get the advantage because technically you have yet to win the crown. All right. So uh, you get to pick the category. So the way this works is I have four different lists of movies. Each list has ten movies. I'm going to have two minutes to try and get you guys to guess all ten movies in your respective list. Now, because Scott currently has a pretty pretty princess crown, he has the disadvantage. Uh, I he has to go first, and Ryan gets to pick his category. So the four categories are movies with Ellen Page, me, movies with Diego Luna, movies about life after death, and 2017 box office topping movies. So these are movies that actually did good in 2017. <laughs> um, now. Ryan, while you think about that, I have two minutes. I have to get you guys to name these ten movies. I cannot use any words in the titles. Actors' names, director names, or character names. Uh, I'll give Scott the Ellen Page movies. Okay. <laughs> and I have to pick his? No, he gets to pick his own. I That's his advantage. Own. That's the okay. advantage. I will do the Life After Death movies. Ryan. Which right. I just realized I don't actually know that many. <laughs> Or I'm confusing their names with other things. All right. So, are you ready? Yep. Starting in three, two, one. Ellen Page. All right. So, in this one, she's pregnant. Juno. All right. In this one, she is a superhero. Uh, X-Men, Last Stand. Uh, X-Men, just the first one, because she's in all of the original three. Um, this one is about going deeper into dreams. Inception. Uh, opposite of Soft. Hard candy. Yep. Uh, if you were a hero and you had powers, you'd be called a... Super. Yep. Uh, Indiana Jones is famous for this item. Uh, crack that. Oh, whiplash. Uh, not whiplash. Not whiplash. Uh, whip it. Whip yes. It. Uh, this is a bird with a very colorful tail feather. Um, I want to see ya. Peacock? Yep. Um, okay, so this is a city in uh, Italy. It's got a coliseum. Oh, uh, uh, to Rome with love? Yep. Uh, you are entering a wooded area. You're going... Um, Jesus. Uh, another word for going is... Uh, running? <laughs> Uh, entering, another word for entering. Oh, ent- uh, um, Jesus, I'm trying to remember Ellen Page movies. Um, we can uh, move on. Yeah, past. Uh, not north, south, or west, but... Oh, the east. Okay, now we're back to that one with 20 seconds left. Uh, what's another word for woodlands or wooded area? Forest. Okay, so that's the third word. If you were entering, you would be going Um, into. Okay, that's the first word. There's a little word in the middle that's three letters. Into the forest? Yes, that's it. Time. All ten. Well, crap. (laughs) (laughs) 
I totally thought you were going to do Diego Luna movies because that's much harder to do. I know because half of his movies are like Spanish. Yeah, so like Ichimama Tambien, the Casa Bonita, whatever the w- weird one he did with Will Ferrell. <laughs> yep. I was like, I was like, oh, I hope I don't have to do that one. I can't believe I made this list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ryan, it's movies about life after death. Are you ready? Sure. Starting in three, two, one. Uh, a bunch of people don't die and the, on a plane, and then they do start dying. Final destination. All right, this is a water feature you would find in the middle of a plaza. Oh, uh, this is the the fountain. Yep. Don't say his name three times. Beetlejuice. All right. The name of this one is uh, what? Another word for a spirit? They make pottery together. Oh, ghost. All right. Uh, opposite of black. White. Um, this is like static on your TV or like White fall noise. asleep too. There we go. Um, this one also involves the doctor who is in both of these movies, except for he's the vampire. We've talked about it a lot. Doctor, he's the doctor. Opposite of found is... Lost. Oh, uh, of... Lost Boys. Yep. Um, this one, uh, I See Dead People. Uh, Sixth Sense. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. All right. This is another term for ghost, but this is the kind of ghost that throws shit all around the room. Poltergeist. Okay. This last one is going to be hard. It's the opposite pronoun to him. Her. Okay. That's the last word. Um, Death becomes her. Yes, all ten in with forty-five seconds left. Way to go, guys! I haven't had an episode Damn. in a long time where we've gotten all ten, both lists of all ten. I'm surprised. I and it's one of those ones where I was thought you were gonna go with like more obscure, like Drive Angry and Bless the Child. Sir, that goes. And I considered some of those. I actually made uh, life of movies about life or death the easy category. Okay. I usually classify one of them easy and one of them hard. Diego Luna was hard. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <coughs> but well done, guys. All right. So let's talk about the final conflict of this movie. Uh, the final moments where they should have gotten caught, but they didn't, where she comes rushing back in and she's being attacked with a bag in the car. Yeah. That made no goddamn sense. Right? And then, like, her in the death scenes because she's upset about the fact that she misreported something. Well, she committed she, a crime. Yeah, she committed a crime. Like, she missed... She, uh, she, altered, she altered evidence. Yeah. Which is weird because, like... So, if you think about what she did is she did not ask the patient if he was on certain meds. Which... It's one of those things where... Like I can't imagine how difficult it is to be a doctor, but there are certain things that, and the volume of medicines and stuff, that you can't know all the side effects to everything. And well, that's why you have that necklace, right? Yeah, and if you're on certain medications, so and this is in my first aid courses, people will lie about what meds they're on. The True. nurses, the nurses that do the first aid courses, they will. Say they've run into people who lie about what they are on because either they're ashamed or whatever. Um, like Viagra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's, yeah. So, like, her mistake, it almost seems like is, like, it, it 
it, it's kind of like easy even enough. Like, yeah, Ellen, Ellen and even Ellen Pages is one of those scenarios where, like, out of all the probability, like this shit is going to happen. But then when the you and yes, they die from it, and it sucks royally. And you learn from that, not alter evidence. Yeah, it's not their fault. Like it, it, it wasn't her fault up until she went back to the file and altered the evidence. Yeah, and if, yeah. And if she willingly knew that he was on these meds and it was going to have an adverse reaction, that's different. But right. Yeah. Also, she she gets like when you're a doctor, you. I don't want to say you get a license to kill. You're not fucking James Bond, <laughs> but like, like, like you have your. How do I say this without sounding like a dick? It happens. Someone dies in your care, and you are not held accountable. It, it's an inevitability. It will happen. You can do everything you can to save their life, and they will still die. And you can still right. have human error where you miss shit. Yep. It, it's why it's like malpractice insurance. Yep. Right? right? Like, all doctors have to have it. And it's because almost all doctors at some point are going to have a screw-up where it's like, oh, if I'd done this, it might have worked. And it, it's always a it might have, it might have, it might have, Right. Yeah. This guy that's with the jellyfish thing, she didn't know until afterwards he was on the drugs because she didn't properly read the chart. It's why early on, the first scene, well, she, she goes, I'm reading the chart. That's why I know he's on these meds. So she did learn right. from her mistake. Yeah. Right. And and like, it wasn't, I don't, wouldn't say that was gross incompetence. Um, yeah. Also, I don't like the fact that she just gets a slap on the knuckles at the yeah. end because like Diego Luna's like, so... Are you kicked out of school? No, I just got a warning. Yes, yeah, six like, months probation. A warning? Like, you should get kicked out of school, and they should press criminal charges yeah. against you because you altered a document. Well, and that's the thing that, like, Diego said was, is like, is, like, if you're willing to alter the report, maybe you shouldn't be a doctor. Yeah, and that's he a is very right. And, like, that was, like, of all of the, like, resolutions She's like how can you say such a yeah, thing all the resolutions like that one made the most sense is like no if you're willing to fucking do this at this stage when it was a viable like oh shit i screwed up but you know shit happens and yada 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 whereas imagine if it was it was something what 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 how far was the line that she was willing to cross right pretty pretty fine yeah exactly like, she, she so she she danced over that line. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing she is like skipped over that line. Like she, you know, she's like, I wouldn't do it again. It's like, well, you did it once, so to save your career, which I don't think she would have been kicked out of school for that. She may have had it like a. Right. There may have been a probation she, period. Be like, yo, you better. Fu-. She would have had to take a class. Yeah, you learn from this, or if you're not learning from this, you're gone. And even the same with like the the car crash. It was like. You know, they wanted the sister. It was it still in the car. It's like the probability of even saving both of them, because she was already at the top, whereas the other one's on the bottom. Like by the time somebody got down and went into the water, she could have already been dead, regardless. I'm also going right. to tell you something. This is going to sound really dumb. From experience, cars don't sink that fast. Yeah, no. There's a lot of air volume. Yeah. Um. Also, I'm with- I've done it. I'm just saying I've witnessed it. Nina Dobriv, when she crashes into the restaurant and just drives away, <laughs> she should have gone to jail. Yep. When she crashed, she should have gone to jail for so many different things. Yep. Like, that's the biggest 
problem with this movie is there's no consequences for these people. And the, the these people come closer to death in this one than they did in the first one. Like, in the first one, they were med students, and it was very clear. In this one, these are children playing doctor. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. This I'm one's like, just one of those things where it's like, the final resolution of this one... I, I really wish it had gone differently. I really wish we would have seen these characters with more consequences. There's a, And this is why we were talking about it in the, your episode and a little bit in this one. I feel if we merged the two movies, you'd have a much stronger film. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Probably the third time they try to make this one, they'll do that. Mm, maybe. No. If they choose to make it a third time. But maybe they'll get yeah. Kiefer Sutherland back again. They'll dig up his corpse. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, about time for us to wrap up. So one of the things I like to do is what's one thing that you learned from this movie? Uh, one thing I learned from this movie is that horror movies need more death if they're going to count as horror movies. In my books. Scott, what about yourself? What's one thing you learned from this film? I learned from this movie that if someone I bullied in high school doesn't accept my apology, I should stay at their place of business until... You should bully them into apologizing? Yeah. (laughs) Ryan, what about yourself? Death makes you horny. (laughs) So horny. It makes you so horny. Isn't that the whole bit about Will Ferrell's character in Wedding Crashers? Well, that's at a funeral. I mean, like, coming back from from the near-death experience, like, I wouldn't have been shocked if when he came back, Jamie just had, like, a massive erection. Oh, he broke actually, his back I wouldn't while be he surprised. died. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like, near-death experiences, people do get horny. Yeah, but that's, like, the, the affirmation of life. Right? Right. So, but actual but it, death... But it doesn't last six hours later yeah. so that you, like, force your mother to hear you have sex with a guy who basically has fathered most of the children on the East Coast. (laughs) She definitely has contracted some sort of STI at this point. Yeah, she's got HPV like a motherfucker. (laughs) All right, and so with that, it brings us to ratings. So the way we normally do this is rated out of five. Uh, And you can use .5. So, Scott, what would you rate this out of five and why? .5. Like, this is half of a point. It's it's boring and it doesn't add anything. Like when you remake something, you're supposed to remake it because you have something to say. Something that wasn't said in the first one. The thing that he wanted to add is, you know, death can give you superpowers and basically make you horny. Laid. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan, what would you rate this out of five and why? Uh, I'm going to give it a little bit higher. I'm going to give it a one. Uh, and it, I think... It's conundrum because I had said in in the other podcast that I remember the other one being better than it was. This one is not good, but watchable, which is a really low bar. (laughs) (laughs) But it's even lower when you compare it to the like the good parts in this one are not the sum of the good parts of the other one. If right. that makes any yeah. sense, like yeah. like we had said, it's if you could, you could pull the good parts out of them and make a really good movie, but they're too interspersed all over the place. I think the acting actually in this one was uh, like Diego uh, was did a great job as his character, and like some of the the way that the character they split up some of the characters 
uh, personalities are crossing, but and the effects were kind of cool, like the whole the girl haunting him on the boat that was pretty good. But other than that, it was kind of a whole lot of nothing. I agree with Scott. I give it a point five. I loved a lot of the characters to it. The acting was like outside of Diego was like lackluster, and Ellen Page too. I know she's a good actress. You know, look at her stuff in Juno and Whip It, and even like. Um, uh god well, i can't remember the name of the netflix show that she's umbrella in right now academy. that i love umbrella, oh, academy, umbrella thank you. academy yeah she does wondrous jobs in all those so we know she can act which means she was putting zero effort into this thing or was given bad direction yeah it's hard uh, to tell because a good actor can can or can't save a movie uh yeah, yeah. you know and bad writing and, and and it's 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 always a hard thing and kiersey clemens is usually amazing like in hearts beat loud she's phenomenal in that she's amazing and dope like she's a good actress oh, i do love dope and you know what i like nina dobrev too like i've actually watched all of vampire diaries and i don't mind that show the only thing sad. that i know her from is perks of being a wallflower and she was fine yeah and keep her that, that's great in young guns <laughs> like Kiefer in this movie it doesn't make sense like it, it just they give him nothing to do. It, it, it's the same as the uh, um, fuck, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray in the remake of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. It would have been better if it would have been, they would have been tied to the old franchise and just been old people who kind of, not so much were muses or guides, but like, oh shit, yeah, we've been there, right? To kind of... yeah add an edge or not an edge but like add um some recognition well, of like what people are going through yeah it was supposed to be for that one it was supposed to be a multiverse yeah. where like peter venkman becomes a skeptic and you know ray becomes a cab driver yeah i just feel like with this one they they could have without doing much they could have uh you know at least given key for the same name you know Ke- yeah like, there's no reason to change his name you know, you didn't even have to have anything more than those scenes yep. that they obviously shot in like a couple hours and paid Key for like a day's rate. Yep. You know, right. it's like he's not—he's not in any other scene other than that one room. Well, and he really—he recognizes something is going on. So, like, it just adds to people who have seen the other one to you know another layer that. Oh, okay. So is he recognizing the the weirdness of that shit? Right. Once again, I didn't even. It took me a couple of minutes to recognize that it was Kiefer Sutherland because he's playing like it's a weird cross between it's like when a British person tries to be American and they do like kind of an American Southern accent mixed with like an East Coast accent. Oh yeah. So I don't Brian know. Cox I feel like Rushmore. this movie could have done a lot more to push what was missing in the last movie, and they tried in certain areas. I think they succeeded in certain areas, but missed on the whole. Yeah. yeah. So, by the way, all our ratings come up to be 2 out of 15, which is 13%. Jesus. That's still too high. Uh, like I say, does Darcy like this movie? He likes movies. <laughs> I'll ask that, him. Yeah, it, movies he that are He likes rated. movies that are terrible. Yeah. It's like all the moody movies I like are 30% or less uh, critic ratings. <laughs> all right. So, this has been a special episode of Flixix Raid for all the horror. I'd like to say a special thank you to Ryan for joining in on this one and having to suffer through both Flatliners movies. Hola. Uh, and a special thank you to Scott as well from the Writer's Bagel Basket. Why don't you uh, let everyone know where to find you on socials and all that jazz? 
Yeah, uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can always email us, um, writersbigglebasket at gmail.com. And that's about it. Excellent. Will this be another episode of FlixX Raid? Good night, Internet! Thank you for listening. I just wanted uh, to remind you before you head on. This year, on November 7th, we are participating for the second time in the Extra Life Charity event. For 24 straight hours, we will be streaming live as we play a tabletop RPG game. We decided to theme it on zombie survival because, you know, it's 2020. We'll be doing this to raise funds for the Alberta Children's Hospital Foundation. So to show support, find the link to our fundraising page on our website or on any one of our social media sites to donate. We look forward to seeing you all on November 7th. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Flix X-Ray. If you've not already, please subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you feel up to it, why not give us a review too? We'd love it. For this episode's show notes, please check out the episode page at our website, FlixXRaid.com, and follow us on social media at the handle at FlixXRaid. If you'd like to show, support the show, check out our merch on Redbubble.com slash FlixXRaid, or you can become a Patreon at Patreon.com slash FlixXRaid. Good night, internet!